It's Training Camp 2023. Phil Long Ford of Denver presents Denver Sports Tonight. Good evening, Colorado and the Rocky Mountain Mile High region. What is up? Denver Sports Tonight. Cecil Lammy talking about, you guessed it, the Denver Broncos. Training camp continues and... I will begin with what I teased, industry term, on the drive with DMAC and Andrew Mason. It's the real talk about Montreal, Washington. And as someone who, how many times have I said something good about Montreal, Washington, KJ? A zero? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, somewhere between zero and one. Uh, he's a nice kid, right? I've always said that. He's a nice kid. Got the yips last year. I even asked... His special teams coach this year about that. Uh, it wasn't Westhoff, it was Kotwika. Um, Like, hey, what do you do for a guy that gets to the yips? Well, Montreal Washington playing with some more confidence. Montreal Washington showing well as a receiver. Now, more of a gadget receiver, can't get into specifics, and more of an end-of-the-bench receiver. I mean, he's your fifth or sixth guy if he even makes the team, and that still is a question. We still have preseason games to go for the Denver Broncos, obviously, but... One thing that I want to do more than anything is tell you what I've seen without any sort of bias, right? Because I've had people before and other players and other situations like, you just hate Drew Locke. Uh, no, I'm the one who said he's a late first rounder. I'm the one who talked to John Elway at the Senior Bowl about him. I'm the one that talked to Andy Locke about his son and how good I thought he could be. So when I bring up the fact that Drew Locke's footwork was terrible forever, that doesn't mean I hate him. It just means, like, he had bad footwork. I even talked to Andy about that. Uh, his rookie year at training camp. Andy found me to talk about it. So when you say something, it's not because you hate him. It's because if you're analyzing the game, and again, there's reporters out at training camp. Reporters don't know the game, okay? And I want to be very kind to my friends because we have some good reporters in Denver, in the Denver media. We have some bad reporters, but we have some good reporters in the Denver media. Reporters to a man will tell you, I don't know about this game. I'm just telling you what the coach told me or what, you know, whatever happened. Analyzing, analysis is where you truly see and learn about this game. And I'm learning about football every day. Talking to Big Al today, learning more about football. Talk to Chad Brown. Learn more about football, right? It's just what you do. The great thing about football that I always love is, for me, being basically obsessive about it, I'll never know everything, and that drives me bonkers. Like, I want to know everything about football. So it's it's talking to people. It's talking to players who, who've played this game, you know, at the highest level, uh, picking their brain, watching film, talking to coaches, talking to general managers, talking to scouts. This is my life. This is what I do. So when... I say something about Montreal, Washington that's normally not positive because he was picked in front of Isaiah Pacheco, and that's never going to change, and it's never going to be better. Montreal, Washington will never be better than that Isaiah Pacheco pick would have been. And I'm not doing victory laps or saying, look at me or whatever. I'm just setting this up the proper way because Montreal, Washington has been very impressive over the last two days. So I said it was an apology to Montreal, Washington. Not really. I guess it's a Sean Payton apology, right? <laughs> Aren't Sean Payton apologies non-apologies? Huh? Are you sorry for what you said or you're sorry you just got caught? Like, uh, yeah, so I don't take anything back that I've said about Montreal Washington because it's never been personal. It's always been true. 
that pick was a bad pick. I don't care if you take a return man from Samford. Like, no, that's a bad pick. George Payton is a bad pick. But this bad pick is making good plays. And he's making the most of his situation, which he has to, because, again, as we entered training camp a mere seven days ago, I had Montreal Washington off the 53-man roster. And not because I hate him, because I don't hate anybody. Well, I hate his couple of people. Anyway, it's not Montreal Washington. You got hate in your heart, let it out. Um, Montreal Washington has looked good in the most important spot where he needs to as a receiver. The stuff he does as a returner, it's like, well, whatever. They've got returner options, okay? Returner, I'm not sitting here rubbing my hands together all nervous, like, what are they going to do at returner? Like, they've got options. They've got guys. They're fine. They're more than fine when it comes to punt returners on this Broncos team. If Montreal Washington wants to make the 53-man roster, it will be because he's a returner, and you can get a little something-something from him as a receiver. And today in one-on-ones, remember Nathaniel Hackett, I almost pressed the dump button on myself there, KJ. Remember Nathaniel Hackett and his expanding waistline that I can't talk about because it's personal? I'm not supposed to be personal on this air. And, yes, I did get in trouble for that. (laughs) I told you guys. Like, I got a big mouth. I'm going to get in trouble because I make fun of Nathaniel Hackett's weight. But anyway, like, but I can't do that because it's totally not a big deal or whatever. Like, remember when Nathaniel Hackett said one-on-ones aren't football? Yeah. Yeah. The one thing that I've seen in practice for 20 years, I guess 19 of 20 years, one-on-ones, seven-on-seven, the pit, offensive line versus defensive line, goal line drills, nine-on-seven. Oh, that's not football. Well, yeah, neither is jog-throughs. Nathaniel, can I call you Nate? Either way, it was good to see in one-on-ones today a one-handed touchdown grab for Montreal Washington. It's exactly the type of play. Throw it up and let the little man go get it. And he showed good my ball mentality. He went up. And the most impressive thing about this young man is maintaining that confidence. Now, we got to get to game time. we got to see if the yips are coming back. It's a baseball term. Andrew Mason somewhere is smiling at me because I'm actually talking about baseball. It's just a nervousness. You know, when the pressure's on and you have this nervousness about you, you got the yips. And that's what we saw from Montreal Washington uh, pretty much immediately last year. He was handed the job. He was handed the returner job. And remember, because everyone has little birdies, PR people, basically. And remember how the propaganda was pushed forward by those in the media that just are told what to say by PR, basically. Sorry, PR. You heard everyone, oh, man, Montreal and and Russell Wilson was part of that pick. And Russell Wilson said, hey, we should draft this guy. Russell Wilson isn't a flipping scout, okay? Same thing with Pat Mahomes drafting Clyde Edwards-Alaire. You know what happened to Clyde Edwards-Alaire last year? A seventh-round pick named Isaiah Pacheco beat him out. Was the team's leading rusher and was the leading rusher in the Super Bowl. Clyde Edwards-Alaire sitting there on the bench with Melvin Gordon. A first-rounder that your quarterback, that's my quarterback, your quarterback wanted to draft. Stop. I don't care if it's the first round like Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I don't care if it's the fifth round like Montreal Washington. Your quarterback is not a scout. It's a different eye. It's a different skill set, honestly. It's my quarterback. Exactly. (laughs) It's not fair. But last year, you heard the propaganda that was pushed by... You know, people and outlets that love to just tell you what the PR wants wants you to know. 
Like, no, the truth was Montreal was swimming from day one. He was out there. He just he didn't know what to do. He didn't know where to go. His head was swimming. It didn't look good. Preseason, it didn't look good. Regular season, immediately it didn't look good. And yet all the spin was, well, Russell Wilson had uh, Montreal Washington. No, no, don't care. Sorry, Russ. Go play Madden. Like, I don't care. I don't want Russell Wilson in the war room, you know, in the draft room with the Denver Broncos. It was a bad pick. What you see from this young man now, and this is where competition is the name of the game. The name of the game in football is to compete. So when you hand Montreal Washington the job, he stinks. Montreal Washington clearly knows he's on the bubble. 1,000%. And because of that, you are seeing him <gasps> compete. And his competition is getting him sharper. Shocker. Who knew that would happen? That giving something to someone doesn't work. But when you got to earn it, when you know it means something, when you're not just handed it because Russell Wilson, it was dumb. Don't be dumb. Rule number one in life. Don't be dumb. Montreal Washington is competing his ass off. And I, for one, appreciate that. Because, again, I love this great game. And when players prove me wrong, I say good. Mace asked me the other day, do you want Montreal Washington to prove you wrong? Yes. Yes. Go. Enough. Enough, buddy. Go. That's great. That would be great news for the Denver Broncos because you are missing a speed element that you don't have with K.J. Hamler. Montreal Washington was drafted in part because of his returnability, but he also was drafted in part because you need a speed element on offense that you kind of had with Hamler for a little bit, not really because of all the damn injuries. But, like, if Montreal, anything positive that happens with Montreal Washington is good for the Broncos. And what am I all about at the end of the day? And what do we do on this show? We tell you the truth. The truth of the matter is, if Montreal Washington is better, that's good for the Broncos. No spin, no making stuff up, no PR, propaganda, no, you know, hey, making it up, and hey, we're not telling you the truth because, you know, you can't handle the truth. I would rather just be honest in my assessment, even if the assessment is back at myself, to say, hey, you know what? I didn't see this from Montreal Washington. And he's showing it now. And this is where the praise needs to come in for this young man because everything's stacked against him. Last year, he was kind of the training camp darling, and people were like, oh, yeah. Well, I had heard what had happened was is Russell Wilson said, he's the, get him this guy. Get him that. Give me that guy. Draft him. This year, most people, fans, media alike, analysts, and reporters – didn't think Montreal Washington would make the team. And it's been two days, and he needs to... Montreal Washington is watch, walking the thinnest of thin lines. Montreal Washington has no room for error whatsoever. I'm talking about, and he did early in practice. It was the first day or two. He had the muff punt. He had the misjudged punt. Like, he had these errors. He had them. He's corrected them. He has not had them since the second or third day of training camp. We're a week in. So let's say he's had three bad days, he's had four good days. Whatever the number is. It's now he's stacking good days. And that's not only as a returner, because as a returner, he's going to do a little something, whatever, 
if he makes the team, but as a receiver is where he can be uncuttable. You want to, in football and in life, be uncuttable. That's your job. You know, that's the guy we can't get rid of. That's the guy that we've got to have. That's the guy that can do what other people can't do. If you're Montreal, Washington, returners are returners. They're everywhere, okay? There's returners on the street right now that you could sign. So, you you know, your returner is only going to get you so far. You're not going to touch the ball that much. When you do, it's high-value touches. You better make the most of them. But if you can provide that extra value as a receiver, now all of a sudden, like, hey, we can't cut Montreal, Washington. He goes on the can't cut column. And that's where he is headed right now. Now, it's still a weekend. It's still early. And Lord knows I'm not rooting for the guy to get cut, okay? I'm not banging my chest here about Isaiah Pacheco or whatever. You know who should be really embarrassed besides George Payton for that bad pick? Delarian Turner yell. Do you know why? He was drafted one pick ahead of Tariq Woolen, who led the league in interceptions. So at least Montreal Washington's doing something. How when has anybody talked about Delarian Turner yell except me saying he was picked ahead of, Delari- of Tariq Woolen? Nobody. Nobody. I did see a Turner Yell jersey a couple of days ago. I was like, are you, are you family? Like <laughs> You know, I I don't know. Well, whatever. Get down how you get down. But, like, at least Montreal Washington is providing value for this team with his play and with his uh, ability to come through as a receiver. Not only one-on-one drills, because I know there may be some Hackett disciples out there saying, one-on-one is not football. Well, you are not a head coach. Good day, sir. You are the weakest link. Goodbye. It's also in team drills, and it's usually from Ben DiNucci or Jarrett Stidham. Okay, full disclosure, he's not catching these passes from Russell Wilson unless it's one-on-one. So in team drills, when he's in there with the second or third team, he's still making plays as a receiver. It's not many, but it's enough. You know, enough, buddy. When it's thrown to him, he's catching it. He's making the play. He's moving the chains. And so even though it may not be thrown to him as much, you're seeing more targets now for Taylor Grimes. Taylor Grimes also can be a returner. Taylor Grimes moving up the depth chart at the wide receiver position. Taylor Grimes getting more featured. So is Brandon Johnson. You have opportunity with the Tim Patrick injury here. And that opportunity also is uh, afforded to Montreal Washington. He has the ability to make an impact on this team, not just as a returner, because his speed is significant. You know, his quickness is significant. And if he can play with confidence... Something that's always been head-scratching to me because these are the ultimate alpha males, right? These are the ultimate dudes. And in football, if you don't have confidence, you don't have squat. I want to say something else there, but you know what I mean. Like, if you don't have confidence in football and in life, like, it's just done. Like, every bad decision you can point back to is usually due to a lack of confidence. And in football... Montreal Washington did not have confidence whatsoever last year. I believe because he's competing. And again, this is a memo. This is a memo. If you want to be a head coach out there, don't hand a guy a job. Don't hand it over. Don't just give somebody that opportunity. Make them work for it. Because you know what? Montreal Washington is putting in the work. Last year, it was handed to him. Everybody knew. Oh, it's his job. 
It's his job. Montreal Washington's making the team. Who else would we say that about a fifth-round pick? Right? There's not many times when a fifth-round pick that's one-dimensional, basically, because he's a returner, is just like, yep, he's making the team. Really? You're not going to make him compete. Well, of course, Nathaniel Hackett didn't believe in competition or real football. One thing that I've noticed from the fans out there, and it takes a little while to get going. You go out there to practice. You show up at 9.30, whatever, and by 10.30, they haven't done a whole lot. And then, then they start. After the warm-up, a little drills here and there, and maybe a one-on-one, and hey, woo, get the crowd going. Then they start, about 11.30-ish. And they get going. And you see real football. So different from last year. So different from what we saw in Nathaniel Hackett. I don't want to be the guy. I've already said this before, and <laughs> I think my buddy that I was talking about uh, heard me because he has been less responsive to my texts. You'll be all right, baby. Okay. But I got a buddy of mine who cannot stop talking about his ex-wife. Like, this is the worst thing ever. And I think they got a divorce like 10 years ago. And I'm like, dude, this 10, you got like a decade of being away from her. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> I don't want to be the guy that always brings up Hackett. Oh, my God, always talking about the ex. Like, I could give a damn about Nathaniel Hackett, especially now because I got in trouble for talking about his ever-expanding waistline. I, not personal. I'm just making an observation. But either way... It's real football. And Montreal, Washington, and real football is making real plays. And so I wanted to begin today's show because I get so many people, and, and that's fine. Hey, um, the big fella always told me. It was great catching up with him today. Big fella always said, hey, you don't want everyone to love you in this business. You want people to react to you. React to me. And um, I know I get some people like, oh, you're so arrogant. Well, what do you want me to do? Sit here and be like, I don't know anything. I don't know what I'm talking about. I have no idea. I don't talk to coaches or GMs regularly like I do. What do you want me to say that? Somebody who's like, uh, you name drop a lot. Well, I talk to a lot of people. What do you want me to say? Like, I, uh, I wasn't talking to that head coach, that GM. You want me to do that? Would that sound better? Hey, everybody, I just play Madden a bunch. Don't know anything. Does that sound better? Or does it sound better to be like, you know what? I, was ta- I talked to Lloyd Cushenberry today, and he told me he can't wait for Russell Wilson to prove people wrong. That was the clip I put out on Twitter, if you can't hear it. I'm sorry. Had some technical issues. But either way, like, I wanted to, one, because it's not about me. I could, it's not at all about that. But I wanted to praise Montreal Washington because his play is worthy of praise. I wanted to tell you how guys can change. I want to tell you why it was the way it was last year. And I also wanted to show humility and the fact that, like, hey, guys are going to prove me wrong. Guys I like are maybe not going to turn out as well. Guys that I don't like are maybe going to turn things around. I'm not sitting up here as some sort of football Nostradamus, listen to everything I say. I'm sitting here saying, here's what I think. I've studied this game for 20 years professionally. I've worked for NFL teams as a consultant before the draft. I write about football constantly. I talk about football constantly. It's my life's passion. So as someone who's done that as an analyst, this is what I see. And, yeah, I get a little excitable because football makes me excited. Football is what it's all about. So when I see something and I see a guy like a Pacheco or a Tariq Woolen and you're passing up on him because you want Delarian Turner to yell or you want Montreal Washington, I'm going to be passionate about that. But you know what? When Montreal Washington's making plays, I'm not going to ignore it. 
I'm not going to be like, oh, can't talk good about Montreal because then it makes me look bad. No. I think my point has been proven. Isaiah Pacheco is a stud, angriest running back in the league. Even angrier than Javante. Angriest running back in the league. You just gave to the Chiefs. Chiefs are already tough to beat, right? Even if it was Clyde Edwards-Alaire starting at running back in Pat Mahomes' dream scenario, Chiefs are already tough enough to beat. You just handed them the angriest running back in the league because you wanted a Division Three, I don't know, FCS return man. Because I've always said, like, Division Two, and then people hit me up. Samford's actually FC. Okay, okay. Enough, buddy. Enough. Samford. I'm pissing off Samford alum on a daily basis right here on DenverSports.com and 104.3 The Fan. But either way, it's glory to the players, glory to the game. That's how I've lived my life in covering this great game now for 20 years. Glory to the players, glory to the game. This is about the love of football. Montreal Washington loves football. Montreal Washington knows he flubbed up. KJ, dumb button. Montreal Washington knows he flubbed up last year, okay? I mean, who, how could you not know? He was god-awful. Got a special teams coach fired, basically. He knows that. You don't need to say it. Say it with your chest. You just, you need to change it. There's, uh, what is it, Tony Robbins? <laughs> Tony Robbins or Gary V. I don't know who I was watching on YouTube, but they're like, hey, if you don't like your situation, hey, you're in a bad situation right now. You know what you can do? You can change it. Like, you can change it. I don't want to turn this into a rally, but everyone say it with me. You can change it. Montreal, Washington is changing the narrative. Because the narrative first was false. A false narrative provided by those that wanted you to promote the Denver Broncos as this is a really good pick, and this is Russell Wilson watched this with George, and he said, hey, let's draft that guy. You know, that was the promotion. Last year, you had fake information about Montreal, Washington. I was the only one saying, like, this is not a good pick. Again, Montreal, Washington himself has taken it upon himself. Because this league, this league is cold. This league is callous. This league doesn't give a flub about you. I guess I can say flub till Raj calls me again. <laughs> hey, can you stop talking about Nathaniel Hackett's ever-expanding waistline? I, I'm telling you, it's just, it's, that's not personal. It's just, exactly. Uh, what happened to Cecil? Cecil, could you come to the office and bring everything in your desk, please? You talked about Nathaniel Hackett being tubby too often. Anyway, Montreal, Washington is changing the narrative. I give him a ton of credit. I give him a ton of credit. Doesn't mean I'm a Montreal, Washington fan. Doesn't mean he's ever going to be better than Isaiah Pacheco. Like, But I give him credit because this young man is put in the work, and it's obvious. You don't improve as much as Montreal, Washington has improved if you're some lazy flub. <laughs> I guess that's my substitute. Anyway. Montreal, Washington, good job, man. Keep it up. Keep it up. You'll make this team, and you'll make an impact. As a gadget player, most likely, on offense, but he's showing that you can trust him. And trust is a big deal for Broncos head coach Sean Payton in the National Football League. It's Denver Sports tonight. I am Cecil Lammy. My training camp reports and Andrew Mason's training camp reports. We're hitting at you from two angles. 
They're available at denversports.com, which reminds me, sign up for that Denver Sport Daily. Go there right now. It's free. Daily newsletter. Right to your inbox every single morning, hot and fresh, the top Denver sports news. We're talking abs. We're talking nuggets. We're talking Rockies. See you, buffs. What's up, Dion? Prime time. And, of course, your Denver Broncos. All the top Denver sports news right to your inbox every single morning. It's the Denver Sports Daily. No damn paywall on our site. So come there, enjoy, read, share, like, comment, subscribe, hit the notification bell. Oh, wait, that's YouTube. <laughs> Either way, sign up for that Denver Sports Daily. We appreciate you, man. We love you, and we couldn't do it without you. Just went to grab some coffee before the show. Yeah, like what I need is more caffeine. Guy at the shop was like, man, I listen to the fan all day, man. Appreciate you. Hey, man, appreciate you. Couldn't do it without you. Seeing fans out there, couldn't do it without you. You guys make us. And we love you for that. So thank you. Sign up for that Denver Sports Daily. It is denversports.com. Russell Wilson's throwing picks. Why my Russell meter is starting to move. It's Training Camp 2023. Phil Longford of Denver presents Denver Sports Tonight. Cecil Lammy, Denver Sports Tonight. Talking about the Denver Broncos and training camp. Denver Sports Tonight's analysis of Training Camp 2023 is brought to you by Phil Longford of Denver. Russell Wilson's throwing interceptions. People are losing their minds. Um, I'm not going to say it's not a big deal, okay? But I am going to take you back to July 18th is when I released an article at denversports.com of the three things I needed Russell Wilson to do in training camp. One was to listen. Two was to throw picks. Three was to have fun. He's doing two of the three. I think he might be doing three of the three. But here's the thing. Every interception has a story, and then the why of it comes into play. There was an interception thrown. Like, the interception that was tipped by Justin Simmons, his uh, Russell Wilson's first interception in training camp, right? When it started, the wheels started to fall off. Russell Wilson's first interception was a tip. And then Caden Stearns did this Dennis Rodman jumping out of bounds, like, catch, two feet down pick. Okay, amazing play. Great play by Justin, who's who's getting a pick every day, seems like. Um, and great play by Caden, obviously. Obviously. So, like, when Russell Wilson makes that throw, you're like, meh, whatever. It's great play. Great play, defense. Good job. He had two picks today. The first pick was the most egregious. I think I'm using that word correctly. Somewhere Andrew Mason's texting me. But anyway, the first pick was to Brandon Johnson, throwing it into coverage and overthrowing it. Justin Simmons right there. Because Simmons is always around the ball, baby. Always around the ball. There's only one play that Justin Simmons didn't make today, and that was in one-on-ones and was against Taylor Grimes. And as I'm watching the rep, I was like, this is not fair. (laughs) You got a quick slot guy against a safety? I mean, Justin's good, and he was playing off coverage, so he just let him catch it and then rallied to the ball. But Taylor Grimes got open on him because Taylor Grimes is always open, everybody. Don't know if he's going to make the team. Hopefully he can make the practice squad. Hopefully not stolen away. But when Justin Simmons picks off Russell Wilson, not only is that a bad decision, so it's wrong-headed of Russ, like, what are you doing? You're not reading the defense. You're making that throw. You're not reading the defense. He threw a pick like this the other day, except it wasn't overthrown, where he bird-dogged it. You're not reading the defense, dude. You're not running the system. And I know that's one play. There have been other plays that have been very positive for Russell Wilson because what do we do on this show? Tell you the truth. 
The truth is, Russ has had better plays than he's had bad plays. Okay? And it doesn't mean he's filling the air with footballs, and it doesn't mean there's 80-yard strikes, and he's totally leading Jerry Judy. Like, none of this. But there is a picture being painted of Russell Wilson that is inaccurate. It's like an impressionist painting or whatever. I think I got that right, KJ, where you look at it, and you're like, I think it's supposed to talk about society? I don't know. Like, it's an impressionist painting. Like, people are painting this picture of Russell Wilson like he sucks. He's had some boneheaded decisions. Bird-dogging on the Dulcich pick. Dulcich with an okay day today. He's had some terrible days. Okay today. The, th- the pick to Brandon Johnson, where he just overthrows him. First off, he wasn't really open, and I get it, like challenging a guy. And this is where Russell Wilson has gone after, after Pat Sertan, and I dig that about him, man. Like, last year, when he did go after Sertan, it wasn't good. Cortland Sutton usually got punked by him. Now Cortland Sutton is winning all those things. Thank God that (laughs) dropper trend has died from Charlie Sheen winning with your tiger's blood. Cortland Sutton is winning now. Cortland Sutton is showing that explosion now. Cortland Sutton is winning against Pat Sertan. That does not happen. Today, they had another throw. Uh, it was broken. Uh, or wait. Uh, no, Court dropped it. Court dropped it. So, like, he would have had it, though. He could have caught it. So, when Russ does that throw to Brandon Johnson, if it's, uh, hey, he's covered, but I'm going to see if my guy can make it, that's a forgivable type of throw, right? One, he wasn't. He didn't really go through his progressions. You can always watch his head. Watch his hitch, basically. Feet feet tell you everything. I don't want to sound like Rex Ryan, but, like, feet are going to tell you everything. So watch his hitches when he's dropping back. And when he hits that back step, it's time to throw. Throw it, Russ. Throw it. Let's go to eat a snack. Thank you. I used to have a T-shirt that said that. I still might have it. Russell Wilson needs to trust the system. The thing with Sean Payton, and it's not like I have all 22 of practice. I wish I did. But the thing that you see from Russell Wilson and the Sean Payton offense is somebody's open. Somebody's open. You got to find him. You got to find him. You cannot cover everybody in a Sean Payton offense. Even if that everybody is Russell Wilson running. Because you can't cover that. Maybe you're going to try to spy him. Then somebody's open. Like, Sean Payton is scheming guys open. And I want you to know, and if you've been out there at training camp, said hi to me, what's up? I want you to know that Sean Payton's system is working. I sound like Anakin Skywalker. It's working! It's working! It's a Phantom Menace reference, everybody. Anyway, Russ has got to find the open guy. And when he's bird-dogging receivers... And he's thrown into coverage unless you're trying to challenge the defense because you think that's the best option because you looked at your other options. And I got to, hey, I got to, this is a tight throw. I got to make it. I got to throw it right there. I get that. And if that play is picked off, I forgive you. Russell Wilson, I forgive you. But when you throw it and it's like five yards over the dude's head, like, what are you doing? (laughs) That is a challenging throw. Perhaps you shouldn't have made it. But if you do make it, And this gets back to the feet, always about the feet. 
his footwork was off because his hitch wasn't there. Like, you've got to go. Your feet will lead your eyes. Watch Russell Wilson's feet, and he doesn't yet have the timing of the Sean Payton offense. That doesn't mean he sucks, okay? That doesn't mean the Broncos are doomed. It doesn't mean Jarrett Stidham could start because Jarrett Stidham should not start. News alert. But watch his damn feet, and if he can get those hitches right, Sean Payton, Sean Payton provideth. He is the manna for the Denver Broncos. He's going to provide it. He's going to scheme guys open if you can find them. And it's up to Russ to trust the system. And there are times, and there are at least two that I can count today, and not the interceptions, one interception, one other play, where Russell Wilson kind of does his own thing. And didn't we learn last year that doesn't work? So, Russ, I appreciate you, man. I know you puffed up to me at the Senior Bowl years ago. Probably don't remember, but I do because it's funny. But, Russ, man, just listen to what Sean's teaching you, man. And Russell Wilson is not pig-headed. Russell Wilson is not, you know, ignorant or he's not going to. But there are times when he gets a little bit of that, you know, veteran. And it's not even veteran. It's more rookie mistakes or young player mistakes, but it's done by an old guy. So usually when those mistakes are done by old guys, it's a, this is the way we've always done it. And doesn't everybody hate that guy? You go through work, things change. Hell, I work in radio. (laughs) Everything changes, baby. And then don't ask me about it when I'm at training camp, please, other members of the media. Hey, what's going on with the station? Shut up! Anyway, (laughs) the show gets very personal all the time. But when things change at your workplace and you're, oh, we got a new policy? Well, this is the way we've always done it. Shut up! Everybody hates that guy. Everybody hates the new guy that says, well, at my old company, we did it this way. No, it doesn't matter. How do we do it now? Well, Nathaniel Hackett, let me, I don't care. It wasn't good. Well, Pete Carroll, Pete Carroll got tired of you. Okay? All we're going to do is tell you the truth. Pete Carroll got tired of you because you wouldn't listen. You want to do that again with Sean Payton? Because Sean Payton's got the skins on the wall, John Fox. Sean Payton is the guy that you listen to. And there are times when Russ gets in the, this is the way I've always done it mode, and that's bad. Sean Payton schemes guys open. Russ, find the open guys. You're going to be good. You're going to be good. It's not disaster. It's not the end of the world. It's a little rougher than I expected it to be. I sit here today, August 2nd, 2023, and I'm a little disappointed in Russell Wilson. I'm not telling you it's the end and he's terrible. I'm just telling you, Russ, come on, Russ. Come on, Russ. Thoughts, emotions, and actions. And it's the generative principle. It's the actual action. Actual wisdom comes from action. Knowledge, you can have all the knowledge in the world. You can be a 12-year vet. I got a bunch of knowledge. But do you have wisdom? Because true wisdom comes from action. Taking your knowledge and then implementing it into your action. Russell Wilson, I need to see better action in training camp.
It's Denver Sports Tonight. I am Cecil Lammy talking about the Denver Broncos. Nick Benito continues to make a name for himself, but he's not the only one. Are these edge guys, dare I say, elite? That's next. It's Training Camp 2023. Phil Longford of Denver presents Denver Sports Tonight. I am Cecil Lammy on Denver Sports Tonight. And the Denver Broncos' pass rush has been a concern for me this offseason. One, Randy Gregory. Can you stay healthy or not? He's going to be awesome when he's out there, and he's going to be out there for about 10 games. I always question the Randy Gregory signing, and not because of the weed thing, because I don't care about that, um, especially here in Colorado. I mean, the, seriously. Uh, the Randy Gregory thing for me was always like, is he going to stay healthy? He's never been healthy for a full season. It's never happened. So I guess from a Stokely and Zach standpoint, like he's due. He's due for one. Like, okay, yeah, maybe. I hope so. Uh, we all know he's great when he's healthy. And we all know that he's rarely healthy. So the Randy Gregory thing, notwithstanding. The Frank Clark thing, okay, uh, are we getting January Frank Clark or are we getting September Frank Clark? Because September Frank Clark's, you know, okay. January Frank Clark is phenomenal. So which one are we getting? Baron Browning, I love and appreciate. Remember him down at the Senior Bowl. But, KJ, I want you to go Google right now. Jonathan Cooper Broncos. And the first story that will come up is a video interview that I did with Sydney from DenverBroncos.com where I was at the Senior Bowl and I said, hey, there's this guy named Jonathan Cooper here you should draft. And guess what the Broncos did? They drafted Jonathan Cooper. Now in the seventh round because of a heart condition um, that he's, you know, taken care of, thank goodness. And what an absolute steal. What an absolute stud of a player. Like, and listen, I love Baron Browning, but he's hurt, whatever, banged up. Jonathan Cooper is taking the steps that we all thought Baron Browning would do. And hopefully Baron Browning, because imagine if both of them do it. Both of these Buckeyes come through. Imagine what your pass rush is going to look like if Baron Browning flourishes and Jonathan Cooper keeps on this track. Cooper is legit. Cooper is is the type of impact player that you need to find in this league where you don't have all the money in the world because you got a salary cap and you don't have every draft pick under the sun because you trade him away for a quarterback that has struggles. Anyway, um, (laughs) I had to get it in there. I tease, I kid. Jonathan Cooper is the truth. You can get on board right now or you can be late to the party. What do you want to be? Because Cooper's going to party. Hell, it might be at the Pro Bowl. This guy is putting together multiple moves. He's strong against the run. This is where Nick Benito is not. Okay, if you run right at Nick Benito, you're going to run him out of the play. You run away from Nick Benito, he chases you, which is good. A lot of pass wrestlers are just, hey, it's not towards me. I'm giving up. So I give Nick Benito credit there. But he's not setting the edge, baby. Okay, that's not going to happen. Cooper's already done that. Cooper, one of the Cooper's best part of his game was setting the edge. So you don't need to worry about that guy that can't keep contained. You don't need to worry about that guy that you just push out of the way like Nick Benito. It's against the run. If you run at Nick Benito, you're going to win. Run away from him, he'll chase you down. Anyway, Jonathan Cooper. 
That's the name. That's the game. That's the player that you need to watch when you're going out there. Number zero on the field, number one in your hearts is Jonathan Cooper. Because the way he is flourishing, and this is why I love football. Back to my whole Montreal Washington conversation. Obviously, obviously, I was on board with Jonathan Cooper. Wanted the team to draft him. Talked about it at the Senior Bowl before he was drafted, months before he was drafted. Said, this is a guy you got to get. Broncos got him. He has flourished beyond my wildest dreams. And he's still going. Like, I always thought Jonathan Cooper would be a real solid pro. You need guys like Jonathan Cooper. You want guys like Jonathan. Every team needs Jonathan Cooper or two or three. But when he takes that game and he goes to the next level and then he goes beyond that, we're looking at an 8-10 to sack season for Jonathan Cooper. This is not insignificant whatsoever, especially because if everybody stays healthy, he's going to be a rotational guy. Not even the starter he's going to push for double-digit sacks. This is why you need to be out at Broncos training camp. Where I will be tomorrow. Now, it's not open to the public. Be very clear about that. There is training camp tomorrow. It is not open to the public. Okay? So I'll see you all on Friday. Tomorrow, I'll be out there reporting for you, denversports.com. I'll be back on Friday night to do Denver Sports Tonight. That's this show. So I'll be joining my man, KJ. Appreciate each and every one of you out there. Thanks for listening. Couldn't do it without you. Thanks for checking out denversports.com and signing up for that Denver Sports Daily. He is KJ, the man of the box. I am Cecil Lammy saying thanks for listening. Stay tuned. Look out. And would you always please stay frosty.